We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heavy Podcast. I'm your host, Carla Navas. And with me today, his first time on the show, a longtime homie, been on his show a couple times. Time zones make it difficult to make this work. We had to make this happen at the uh, in the twilight of 2021 of the Miami Heat UK. Dan Healy, what's up? I am very, very well, Jay. What an honor to be on this show. It's uh, it's been amazing, as you said. You've been on my show a couple of times. All various things supporting what some of the stuff that we do. But um, this is a pinnacle for me to be on Heat Beat, man. I mean, I've been listening to this show for for years since from you know probably four or five years. And I remember. I remember when I used to go out and I used to do like, you know, running and a bit of training and I'd have this show on in my ears and I think, man, this this is this is what it's all about. This is and to now be a part of it, to be on the show, great stuff. Great stuff. Dude, How are you? You are the best. And I've been wanting to do this forever, but as you know, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you may be like, Huh, I never got a stream notification. That's because we're not streaming this. Cause I, I've been trying, you know, Dan lives in the UK. That's a that's a I think a five hour difference from East Time, correct? Correct. Yeah. And you know it's difficult to to get Dan poor Dan on at, at seven you know in the evening you know Eastern time to stream for you guys. So, you know if you guys follow us on Twitter at MI Heat Beat, you may know that we're off this week. There's no hangover time. There's no weird off post game pregame show. We're uh, we're taking a little break. And I said, you know what? I'll podcast with some guests throughout the week so we can still give you guys content and give our staff a little bit of time with the holidays so i thought what better time to take advantage of us not streaming than i was like that dan was the first person i messaged i was like hey i would love you to come on uh i i, I can make this work at a time for you and, and we made this happen so dan i'm very glad that you're here to talk miami heat pleasure pleasure uh, really really pleased to be asked on and uh, yeah it's been one of those things the last couple of days i've been up um sort of free in the morning odds but it's been like eating drinking because it's christmas time family friends games quizzes we've been doing all this sort of thing but it's different because i'm normally up at that sort of time anyway watching miami heat basketball <laughs> it's just been different this week it's just been sharing it with the family <laughs> well you got a nice 330 game uh yesterday 
So we did, you know, and I didn't even and I didn't even watch it because at that time <laughs> it's now it's 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 incredible, isn't it? I, that's a, that's a half eight start for us over here. Which perfect, is, you know, perfect timing. But of course, I'm, I'm with the family. We're playing games. We're having fun. So uh, give give me a give me a half past one. You know, half past twelve, half past midnight start. I'm all over it. I'm there. Give me a half past eight p.m. time. Can't make it. Sorry. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, that's so funny. Yeah, and I, I actually I actually had to watch the game. Later on, I was I was playing volleyball. I had some friends in town. We all tested before we played. Everybody, we're safe here. You know, we all had to make sure that we were going to get each other sick. Uh, negative. I'm four for four in negative tests. I'm very proud of that. Um, you know, we love love to see it. So I I, I watched the game after uh, and and was very pleased. Jimmy looked good. Lots of stuff to get into today. I guess Dan, let's. I, I want to talk about like the Heat just in general w- without their stars and everything. Let's take a little bit of uh, of a temperature gauge on what they're doing on both sides of the floor. So they're eighth in offense and they're sixth in defense. They're fifth in net rating behind Cleveland, Phoenix, Utah, and the Warriors, uh, all really good teams. Um, I think the, the interesting thing is their half court offense, uh, according to Cleaning the Glass, uh, they're at 16th. In, in half-court offense, which is interesting. Um, and I think around there is what's going to get it done for them. And I think half-court offense is always going to be a big question mark with them. And that's their half-court offense without two of their three best players missing you know, a lot of time, Dan. So I, that's actually encouraging to me because when they were all healthy, they didn't have their shooting in a row. And now that their shooting looks a little bit more alive, uh, they've kind of held the ship, and I think when they all get back, we're going to see that number jump, not to not to top ten, but I think if they get that to like thirteen, twelve, I think we're cooking with oil. It's it's quite incredible, isn't it? When you think that you know three starters, I mean, you could argue even four if you're going to put all the deeper into that eventually, which we may well see. Um, to, this next man up mentality. You tell me another team in the league that can do this, that you can get teams that, are, you know, the players all the way down to, you know, your, your 12th, 13th, 14th man, not only just coming in and getting you through some solid minutes, but actually giving you this production. And you're right, you know, this this um, sort of, this, how well-rounded that this team is now, both on, on everything. It's probably the most well-rounded I've ever seen a Heat team in the fact that we've got, we've got so much shooting, but we've also got so many intelligent players, high IQ players, players that, you know, can defend... Um, you know, uh, point of attack defense. Um, we've got some some good size in there now as well. Shooters all round. We're not just talking about the obvious ones like Tyler and Duncan and Max. You know, even players, people like Deadman are coming in. Omar can shoot. All of these guys can. I mean, I know we live and die by the free quite a lot, um, and we've sort of had to during this period. But I just don't. I don't see. I don't. I don't think I've ever known a team as well rounded as what this one is. Gabe Vincent, you know, coming in and doing the job that he's done. Um, defensively, it's it's just it's astonishing. I can't I can't understand how with this many players missing for this long, for how many key players, and yet we're still a top ten team both offensively and defensively. Um, it's quite astonishing. Miami Heat basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Miami Heat tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices in all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? 
If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Which I mean, at this point, if you haven't bought your tickets to see the rematch of the Jokic Brothers live at home at the FTX Arena, time is running out. Just visit TickPick.com heatbeat today to save $10 on your first order of Miami Heat tickets. Once again, that's TickPick.com heatbeat to save $10 today on your first order of Miami Heat tickets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So if we look at the last 12 games, uh, you kind of said they live and die by the three. The Heat are leading the league in three-point percentage the last 12 games. So that kind of tracks with with when Jimmy went, Jimmy and Bam both went down. So funny that, you know, not coincidence. And I think, Dan, you know, it's kind of to your point about their, well, their well-roundedness. I think that plays into a couple factors. When Jimmy and Bam are out, you get rid of two guys who are non-shooters. Bam is a vertical spacer and is a great roller. I will say there's something interesting about Bam. The ad- Bam is typically a, an advanced analytic darling. This year, not so much. He's been kind of not favored by those metrics. Jimmy Butler uh, looks great and all that, and Bam doesn't. So that, that's just a, a quick aside. So you have Lowry playing with a bunch of shooters. Right, even if they're not hitting like Duncan, he's still defended really tightly like a shooter. So you've kind of given your offense a little bit of life, and sometimes it looks bad when they don't hit shots. But you know, leading the league in three point percentage over the last twelve games with with Lowry as QB one, with a bunch of undrafted dudes and and Wiley vets, PJ obviously playing incredible. You know uh, what you said about their point of attack. I mean, let's let's think of last season and the year before that. You have Kendrick Nunn. Goran Dragic and Tyler Hero, which, you know, I think a lot of, I think two of those three guys play hard, um, but they, they, it was difficult for them to stay in front. Now Gabe and Lowry are really taking the lion's share of point guard minutes or, or point of attack minutes. And I think that shows uh, pretty starkly, right? Their, their defense is surviving without Jimmy and Bam, which that used to be just not that that just was not true back then, right? Like those guys left the floor and your defense was an absolute disaster. So the the three-point shooting, the the sustained defense, Eric Spolstra, Dan, I don't think is getting enough credit. Um, and I even had a, a, a little debate with a good friend of, of mine and, and and been on the show, Krishna, when I and I said Spo is coach of the year. And he's like, well, why does Spo deserve it over over Kerr? And I'm like, do we not? Do we not see what's what's happening? They're playing Casey Ogpaul at center, and it's working. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like they they switched the way that they use their zone. They've switched the way that they do defensive coverages, you know, without Jimmy and Bam, you know, you got to patchwork a bunch of stuff. And the way that Spo is not getting, I think, enough national love, I think is super indicative of him because he's never won a coach of the year award. I think he's only been a finalist once. And frankly, Dan, I'm sick of it. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, as, as you say, when what the, thing, the, the worst thing you can do is after a bad loss, and we've not had many of them, we've had a couple, but after a bad loss is then give Spo a day off to in the lab to go and get that sorted because it, he always does. We, I don't think we've had two losses. I'm not, I could be wrong. I don't think we've had two losses back to back on the bounce. I think, I think they have. Okay. But if, if, if Spo that road trip, day... the road trip where, where Jimmy got hurt, I think that was the, the yeah. low point of the season. Yeah. But you give him that day to go and get something sorted. If it's a bad loss, he will get it sorted because this is what he does. He's, he's, he, you are absolutely right. He is so underrated, undervalued. He doesn't get enough credit. Um, for me, it's a shoo-in. I think it's a shoo-in for Coach Lee. I know that we're still not even halfway through the season. There's a long way to go. Um, but look at what he's doing. As you say, he's getting he's getting production out of people like Casey Akpala, who, um, you know, we've we've been waiting for this, haven't we? We've been waiting for all, you know, all of his young career so far. We've been waiting for him to explode. And, and it's he's now giving us something. And as, you know, we've, with PJ being out, with, um, with Morris being out, you know, we're, we're putting... Players out there like, like, for example, Struess and Duncan. Look at how work like how sorry, yeah, Struess and uh, and and Duncan. How well they work together. How how much hard work they work their asses off. All of these guys, um, and this is all down to the scheme. And as you said, the the, the coming in and out of the zones, the matching up. I think Spo deserves a, a ton of credit. Jake, t- I'm totally with you. And and I don't know if he'll win this year because I think that. They're not gonna get a high enough seed to 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 get him the award, and I think so many teams have been decimated by injuries that no one's gonna be. I mean, and the Heat have not been by COVID, right? It's been by mm. everything else. They've only had two guys missing time through COVID. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was only thinking that earlier. You know, while I was looking at the Timberwolves, their COVID. I mean, they've literally got everybody out, and that's just one you know team out of many that are all being hit here. I mean, it's it's a crazy, crazy season. But I was thinking to myself, you know, we've got all of these guys out, but it's all fire injury. We've only had Caleb, and now, as you said, just with Kyle as well. Um, so God knows what this team would look like if this suddenly swept through the team. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's. Um, well, they wouldn't have anybody it, left. Is what would happen. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is it. I mean, I, don't, I just don't know what would happen. If, if this goes through, the, what, we've been lucky in that sense because, as I said, everyone's been kept out for, for, for a real injury. If this got called out because of COVID issues and if that swept through now, I mean, I just, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what would happen. It would end Plus, up being so false, wouldn't it? Yeah. They're boosted. Uh, you love to see it. You know, yep. guys, get, get your jabs, get your booster, get your vaccine, wear your mask, keep your family and loved ones safe. Um, quick note on the defense. Because I started when you were when you we were talking about that, I started looking at lineup numbers. Jimmy and Bam on the court together, their defense is about 104 D rating, which is really good. Uh, it's <laughs> it would be the second best defense in the league, uh, third best defense in the league. So obviously incredible when they're on the court together. When they're off 107, which would be the eighth best defense in the league. So they're just survive. They're great when they're together. Uh, on offense, not so much. That that has some kinks to work out. They're act- Jimmy and Bam on the court together are actually minus this year. They're minus wow. two net rating, yeah, um, which is which is very very interesting, and it's something I would monitor when they come back. 
Lowry without Jimmy and Bam is plus. The three of them together are are plus. Jimmy without Bam and Lowry are plus 17. Bam and Lowry without Jimmy is plus 9. So the three of them together are plus 4. Not great, but good. They just seem to work together. They haven't worked it out yet altogether. The starting lineup is really good. We know that. Starting lineup minus Duncan plus Tyler, not so good. Part of that is some of those late game collapses against Utah and, and and both Utah matches, right? And a couple other ones. So some stuff to monitor when they're healthy, but when you're getting production out of Gabe, when you're getting production out of Max, when you're getting production out of Deadman, which we knew, you know, when Markeith, I mean, Markeith was playing incredible, you know, before he got hurt. And I was very anti-Markeith, but I mean, the minutes he was giving, it kind of gave him a different look defensively. Um, really, really solidified them as a really, really good rebounding team. Um, their offense was good with him and Deadman together, which was interesting because Deadman wasn't even spacing the floor back then, Dan. Deadman mm-hmm. was just like kind of a pick and roll guy, and, and Markeith would kind of find his spots in the middle. Um, really, really surprised at that from him. And and now I was kind of annoyed today when I was seeing like people are like, well, we got to trade Markeith. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why, why, why we got to? I mean, let's not forget that the Heat. What are the last Heat wins? Uh, they've beaten a, a bad Orlando team, a bad decimated Detroit team, a bad Indiana team, a bad Orlando team. I guess the Philly wins pretty good. So those are the last five wins. You know, in this really good stretch. You know, obviously they beat Milwaukee and and, and the Chicago team that I'm missing a lot of injuries before that Indiana, right? And then so it's not like they're running. This is a very soft part of their schedule. Yeah. That listen, I'm not complaining. If it came at a good time, I'd rather this now. I'd rather them not play the fucking West Coast trip. You know they have one coming up, um, start the year uh, at San Antonio, at Houston, at Sacramento, at Golden State, at Portland, at Phoenix, at Atlanta. That is a fucking brutal one, two, three, four, five. That's seven game road trip. What is Adam Silver doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, the 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 strange thing is, what the um, fuck is that? I never noticed that. These are gonna kill these guys, Dan. Well, I mean, West Coast road trips are like kryptonite for us over here as well. But then I why mean, they that... throw in the Atlanta one at the end? <laughs> yes. The just in case, just in case you haven't had enough, here's one on the end. Over because they Atlanta. play a home yeah. and home against Atlanta, so they they play Wednesday, January twelfth at Atlanta, and then Friday the fourteenth against Atlanta. At least let them go home, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean these games i mean they're brutal for they're brutal for us i mean oh most of these games God. start at two three o'clock in the morning start two or three o'clock in the morning over here so like we're, it's, it's getting you know it's, it's almost time to go well, the, work the, 10, the 10 p.m ones you just got to get up at five at least you can get a nice sleep if you go to bed early yeah this is this is true <laughs> but the um you know back to the point i mean the the strange thing about schedules at the minute you know you say um you know we played a bad orlando team bad detroit team etc you could be going to the Warriors or you could be going to Phoenix or something pretty soon. And that, that, this is a lot can happen in a week at the moment. You could be going there and you could be playing what's theoretically a G League team again because it could just sweep through. This, you know, the, the COVID protocols could just sweep through. And suddenly, you know, these games that are supposed to be hard on paper actually become very winnable because you're not playing a proper team. You're playing a decimated COVID-related, you know, hit team. So that's why when you play those games that are, t- you know, the supposedly easy Orlando, Pistons, so-and-so, take care of them because then when you come against the bad ones, if, if, if things have rolled around and you've got, you know, a, 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 um, a starting five that 
has only got maybe one or two regular starters because everyone else is sitting out because of health and safety protocols, then you could be picking up a, a, a real stretch of wins here. So, you know, I don't know why everyone just m- wants to look at things and say, well, you know, Mark Heath needs to be traded because of this, that. I'm not touching this team at the moment, man. Just this team is... Thank you. It's rolling. It's rolling. It nothing needs to what, change with this if team. If they need something, it's a power wing who can shoot and get to the basket, right? Which is a fucking premium in this league. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and not to not for the meme, but like a guy like Harrison Barnes, Harry B, my man, somebody like that. I, listen, Dan, I, you know I've been saying forever that he needs Otto Porter. Right. Look, who's, look who's balling out for the Warriors right now. Gee, people need to start listening more to 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 these takes from you. Not because too much one... though, because I said that Max Drews sucked, and I said Gabe Vince is not an NBA player. So oh, just, right. just the good ones, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, just the good ones. Then, yeah. I'll take it back a little bit. <laughs> well, um, guys you know, that aren't here. <laughs> you, 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 um, you was banging the the Kyle drum for for many, many months before, and as as rightly so, because I was with you hundred percent on on the. He, he, it was a hand in hand marriage. So uh, yeah, you you got you got your flowers there, man. But yeah, Harrison B. Um, that's 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 perfect. That's perfect. That's that's the one. That's the one. But as I said, I'm not I'm not touching this team. Why, why are people either. so Why are people so desperate for a trade? It's almost like for for a, just for trade's sake, isn't it? That this team will roll. Um, I'm, we haven't seen this team yet. This is the good thing. We haven't seen this team at full strength yet, and we're almost halfway through the season. That's crazy in its own sense. But let this team keep going. We also don't like have a lot to trade, right? So, you know, Duncan is your magic trade ticket at yep. fifteen point. 5 million in salary, right? So if you really want to get to like real, real salary, we're talking Duncan plus PJ, that gets you to about, you know, $22 million. And now you can, ah, you can really match for something juicy. I don't know that they do that. I, especially mm-hmm. PJ is just outperforming his contract immensely. And he's just such a heat dude. You know what I mean? It, it'd be, it would have to be so. And, and why would you want, you know, if you're a team getting rid of a really good player, why, why are you taking PJ, right, other than a, an expiring side? So it's like, you know, PJ's value is how good he is, not like Post. the deal. And, and you basically be throwing him in to match salary, which is just like an incredible waste of resource. So 100%. The Duncan thing's interesting because, you know, people talk about, oh, trade Marquis. I mean, Marquis making $2.5 million. It's on a minimum contract. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... You you're not up? getting anything for that. Exactly. You're not getting another player on two and a half million that's going to give you uh, Mark Heath's sort of, well, everything. Not not I'm talking about his box score, but just his everything. His, his all-round presence, his basketball IQ, his, his doggedness. He fits into this team perfectly. You're not getting that anywhere else for two and a half million. So, like, maybe you add him on to a Duncan contract to, to get to a number, right? Because the, the, maybe the, the 2.5 you know, 2.6 bumps you to the figure that you need to be at. But at, at that point, like, you know, okay, that 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 doesn't become trade Markeith. That becomes you're trading Duncan. And yeah. Markeith is is the the kind Sorry. of the, the boot. Yeah. So the Duncan thing's interesting to me because he's obviously not performed to the level that I think is expected. And I'm a big Duncan defender. I think that people are incredibly unfair and I think they're incredibly reductive of he's not shooting well, therefore he shouldn't play. And I think there you go, the classic for, for the YouTube audience. My camera goes out. Um <laughs> he He's been good. And I think maybe not in the ways that you maybe not as good as maybe you'd want. Um, they're they're good with him on the floor. They're better with him off. I think that that's not an insignificant thing. They're they're plus one and a half with him on, and they're plus eight point three with him off. 
Part of that is their bench units have been monstrous. So their lineup data is just funky in general. Like Lowry's on, um, on offs aren't as good as somebody like Gabe Vincent. So not to take too much stock into that, but it's something to note. But Duncan does get you into some legitimate trade talks. Now, Duncan's salary does boom next year. Um, so there's not too much, though, Dan, that's, like, out there that you're like, yeah, the Heat have to just, like, sell low on Duncan for that. You know what I mean? I think we've, um, yeah, one, with Duncan, I think people are just so quick to just say, well, he's, he's, he's primarily been paid to shoot. So people will look at it and go, oh, okay, six points last night, whatever he was from whatever field of goal attempts. And they'll just say, that that's not living up to the contract. That's, that's such a lame sort of way of reasoning. Um, people do need to start looking at, yes, that is the fact that, that that's primarily these, these main attributes towards our team. But as we know, the, the, he, the, what he commands, the respect he commands on the court, he doesn't stop moving. He has to work so much harder now to get a shot open than he did in his first year um, before he got paid. Um, I think that it, 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 he's done well to get over the slump. I think that he added some... I, I think he can give. He can look at Max, and Max Strews can take some credit for, the, for him getting out of this slump because Max shows that... Rotational dominance. Sorry? Rotational dominance. Yeah, this uh, a lot of people just thought that Max was going to be the, the 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 one to replace. You know, he, he was Duncan Mark too. But the, it, what Max can do is obviously get to the basket a lot more. He's a lot more agile, a lot more athletic. He, he can he maybe got some more pieces to his game. And I think that Duncan maybe looked at some of that and thought, well, okay, when it's not going in, when the shot's not going, maybe just get that easy too. Get that layup. Get that drive. Yeah, get get on the board. Then your confidence will come back. And and I think that we've seen that. Um, he's done that more, hasn't he, over the recent weeks? He's managed to get those those points on the ball first before he starts going off. Because if it doesn't happen quickly, you almost feel like a lot of heat twitter are already on his back. And I think that happens too much. Going, you know, back to, as you said, about the trade stuff. Yeah, he is maybe, I think, if you look at it and you broke it down, he's probably the most dis- um, sort of expendable person on the contract, on the roster, because there is maybe somebody there that can step into his shoes. But as you say, I don't really think. What's going to be out there? Like, come trade deadline. What's going to be out there that we're going to lose that production? But they don't have lo- anybody to move. Jimmy, 36. Obviously, mm. you're not trading Jimmy. Bam, 28. You're not trading Bam. Lowry mm. at 26. You're not trading Lowry. Now you're at Duncan at 15 and 5. And Tucker at 7. Hero at 4. And then you're at minimums. KZ, Udonis, Marquise, Deadman. He's the only one that moves. So you're really, your two contracts to move are PJ at 7 package was because you're not getting anything for for seven million so it's pj plus somebody either pj plus whatever if you get to nine if you maybe you can get to like a 12 million dollar deal with some of the minimums or whatever but duncan's the ticket to get someone yeah and who is that gonna be so you know is it gonna like who's really available this season from a team that's gonna start selling i feel like a lot of teams because of the plan are gonna hold players dan so we have like maybe like the magic right you have terrence ross gary harris not move those guys aren't changing my life that I'd give up on Duncan, right? No. Valanchunas is a, is an interesting trade piece, um, but that's not really the Heat's need, right? They need a wing. They don't need another big. They have plenty. Um, you know the the Pacers trio of Sabonis, Miles Turner, and and Karis Levert. I'm not a Karis guy. Karis has not played well this season. Has not really been that good at catch and shoot guy. So it, it's another guy that you're just like, I mean. Might as well, and and he has not a cheap contract, right? 
Mm. Um, Eric Gordon having a great year. I think he's a little small and they're a little guard heavy already. You know, I don't think they can. I mean, Buddy's Buddy. I, I don't think they're going to be able to get in the game for a guy like Buddy Heald and a Buddy for Duncan swap just doesn't make sense for nah. Sacramento. Nah. Uh, Harrison Barnes as well. I just don't. What? Why would they? You know, if they're going to get rid of Buddy, they're going to keep Harrison or they're going to get more. Miami doesn't have a ton of draft equity, and. I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, then you're talking about like CJ, you know, they're not going to be able to get in the the, 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 the table for that. That's like, there's none not of those really players, a lot available this year. None of those players move the needle enough to be get, to get rid of Duncan and PJ. The ones that do, you can't get. Exactly. Exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. It, it, I don't, I just do not see the, the, not only just what the production, but like going back to someone like PJ, that's even at seven odd million, seven and a half million for what he gives you. There's no way that Riley's throwing him away. He wants, he will want someone big and those big players, you're not going to get exactly what you just said. So that's why it's riding with this team because I don't see anything change unless something big happens where, you know, there's a real blow up somewhere. Um, but none of those players that you just said there, the Indiana players are interesting, but they're not moving the needle enough to get rid of either any of those. They're just, and the way that the league is structured now with the play-in tournament, so many more teams are either sitting sitting on what they have or trying to get better. And, like, okay, you can look at a team like New York and be like, okay, it makes sense for them to be sellers. But they're not going to be sellers, right? Like, no. they probably should sell. They should probably see what they can get for Evan Fournier or Alec Burke, right? Those are, I mean, Evan's not playing really great this season, but you know, Alec Burke is playing incredible. And, and they're, they're just not. Like, teams want to make the playoffs and they want, you know, the, I mean, especially these franchises like the Wolves, the Pelicans, the Knicks, the, you know, the, the Kings, these bad, these historically bad teams. Jeremy Grant's another name that I feel is going to be a little bit more available than people think. But again, Miami just doesn't have the trade ammunition to get in those talks. And the teams that yeah. are better than them that could need the same things just have more to give. Marvin yeah. Bagley is another guy. But again, it's like we just keep going to like these really bad teams that are kind of like lingering in the play-in race. I mean, the Kings are what, two games out? Yep. Yeah. It's the same with like New Orleans. People always bring up like um, Ingram. You know, what... If if Ingram suddenly becomes available, they're gonna they're gonna command more than what Miami is not getting them anyway. Like yeah. they just don't have you know Sacramento is, uh yeah they're two games back of San Antonio for ten, mm. uh, Portland right there at their at one game back. So it's a weird season, right? It's a, yeah. it's a really weird season, and and at, at worst I can see good teams in opposite conferences swapping. Um, maybe a wing for a big or, 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 a, or a big for a guard or whatever kind of addressing their needs. But Miami's just not in that kind of position. And I just don't think that they'll be making moves at the deadline. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't really think anybody's going to be looking at salary dump stuff either. And Miami can't even absorb salary. Hmm. Which brings I, me to I'm, my I'm, next. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just uh, just going right back to where we started with though. That regardless of that, unless it's somebody that's going to move anything big time, which the Heat aren't going to, not, they haven't got the equity to get in there to start with, not into the conversation. But I'm not touching this team anyway. This team's good. It's good for a seven-game yeah. series. I don't want to play the Miami Heat over anybody, anybody in the league. By our market, I think will be more their speed, kind of see mm. who becomes available, a guy like maybe Thad Young yep. or whatever. Maybe they can kind of bolster their depth a little bit for, with the vet for the playoffs. And they ca- they have kept the roster spot open. I think for that reason. So let's see kind of what becomes available then. And I think that's going to be more of their time. But, you know, that that kind of transitions me really nicely, Dan, to the the second thing about Duncan, which bothers me is 
I think people don't understand how the salary cap works and they're mad that the team paid Duncan money. If they don't pay Duncan, Duncan leaves for nothing, right? So the way, and, and I don't want to demean people because why the fuck would anybody want to know what the sal- how the salary cap works? It's the most <laughs> boring part of sports. It's literally the worst, right? The Heat decided to operate as an over-the-cap team because they didn't renounce their a lot of their players by renouncing your bird rights. Bird rights are, are, are a rule that you can sign players for over the soft salary cap. And the soft salary cap is set every year to whatever, right? And then once you go over that, you can go over that up to a certain point. You can go, technically you can go over it, you know, I think infinitely, unless you hard cap yourself by a sign and trade or by using a mid-level exception, which the Heat are hard capped right now. And then, you know, once you pass a certain threshold and you get to luxury tax. Because they did not renounce all their players because they wanted to keep some of them, they could not just sign Kyle Lowry into cap space. Let's say they did sign Kyle Lowry into cap space. Let's say they renounced everybody and they signed Kyle Lowry into cap space. They would not be able to sign anybody else except using, and you don't even have access to your full mid-level exception, which is 10 or what I think it was 9.4 million, right? Because if you are under the, if you sign a player into cap space and you don't go over the cap with that, I think they would have been short a couple million with the deals that Lowry got. You don't have access to your full mid-level exception and you can't sign anybody over the cap because you need bird rights for that or exceptions. So what Miami did was they they kept they they held on to players bird rights, signed Lowry in the sign and trade, he went over the cap and then they re-signed their guys. Because if not they just lose everybody for nothing and they can't fill out a team. So people are like pissed about the Duncan contract and it's like no 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 you don't understand. They would just straight up lose him for nothing and that money that he has is not used for anything cuz it could only be used for a returning player. So it's either you give fucking Kendrick none that money or you give it to Duncan. And the same thing happened with Redacted last season when they gave him like the 12 million and they're like, that could have been used for Jay Crowder. No, because they offered Jay Crowder, I think more money they didn't want to give the years because Dan, if they gave Jay Crowder the years, they can't sign Kyle Lowry. It's, it's almost like Andy and Pat know what they're doing. <laughs> it is amazing that the, the thing is with contracts as you said i mean you nailed it there i don't need to add too much the, the what just makes me laugh about the contracts there's not really any such bad thing as a bad contract now because those numbers they just always they are you they're, they're building money towards to get your next player to get your traded your player you're trading for so you know that's exactly the same what i get they gave 15 odd million or whatever it was 18 odd million it could have been for, for myers leonard last season and people were going, what, what the hell? It's It was a number to try and match the next number that you're going for, the player that's going to be in the same sort of field. That's all it is. And uh, it does amaze me, the amount of people. Like, you look at some of the what people call the worst contracts that we've seen over the last few years. Russell Westbrook's been traded twice on that contract. Might get um, traded third Wiggins. Time. Wiggins has been traded on that contract. You know, the, the, there's no contract really that can't be moved. They're either going to be paid super money because they're a super Chris Paul. Player. Chris Paul, look at what he's done. Look at Joe what he's Johnson done. back in the day. Yeah. So, you know, you're either getting big, big money because you're a special player and therefore you're not getting moved anyway. 
um, if you're a corner piece, if you're a player, or the money is big because it's built with that in mind. It's if this, it, whether this goes right or wrong, it can be moved to get a player that's in the same sort of bracket. And it's amazing how many people don't understand it. By the way, this is the last year that they're paying Ryan Anderson's dead cap. Uh, so <laughs> he's about know. the fifth highest paid player on our roster. Uh, yeah, I think so. He's at five. This, his cap <laughs> figure is five point two. Uh, that is one, two, three, four. He's the sixth highest player on our roster. He gets paid more than Tyler, less than PJ. Oh, man. man. What do they do about Tyler's contract, Jade, next year? Is, it, is he going to come on max money? I'm going to go max. I mean, I mean, if he carries on this ascendancy, is, is that going to be, is that what the agent's going to be saying? I want close to that. So my thing with Tyler is, and, I, and Dan, I think it's complicated with Heat players because I think the Heat get players to play ball. Yeah. So I think his contract depends on circumstance. If they're not contending for titles, like if they have like a two second round exits, I think that changes. He might come in there and say, hey, uh, give me. They're close. But I mean, it also depends on whether it's him saving luxury titles. I, 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 that's a difficult thing to ask. Mm. They He will be a restricted free agent, so they can match. So I'm sure that they're just going to give him what he wants yeah. um, because they don't want to get on his bad side. And I think more than anything, after the Dwayne debacle when he left, I think Riley learned a lesson. And there comes a point where you can ask guys to play ball and there comes a point where that shit stops being funny. Yeah. And I think Bam was a good example of that because, you know, I mean, killed the Giannis stream, quote-unquote, right? Killed their... I mean, if, if they... They could have probably done more creative things getting Lowry, not being hard capped and being able to kind of make another move or two in the in the offseason, but they couldn't because Bam wanted the contract. And Riley could have said, fuck you, we'll see, see you in June. And I think a lot of teams do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he learned a lesson and he's an overly sentimental guy. I think he's overcorrected for some of that right with the Dion stuff and the JJ stuff and other stuff and all that and I think he's kind of gone back to a point where he's like this is a new league this is a new player base this is a new era of free agency and and basketball players and Riley has to play ball as much as he asked them to play ball so it's a I know that this is a shitty answer but it's a complicated question depending on a lot of functions but I think whatever he'll get what he wants. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's coming. where that is. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. And it's it's, it's not. Is it? They value him. It, sorry, they value him. They haven't moved. Oh, him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's next. Is it next year? Is it end of this year that he he can? Is it is eligible for extensions? I think it is. I think yeah, I think yeah. so. It might be it's right going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. It's going. It's going to be tough. Um, I mean, he's been fantastic for them. Um, and, and, you know, he had a couple bad games. And I was like, oh, boy, here comes here, here, here comes a regression to the mean. And, no, he just went right back Seamless. up. He's for real. Seamless. He's yeah. legit. He, he is legit. Absolutely. And the thing is, well, I was talking about this to somebody else the other day. And I said, the thing is with Tyler is that year two wasn't even a bad season. It was just it wasn't he didn't have the, the jump that a lot, a, a lot of people predicted he would. He had an okay season. So, and people were just like, they, they've got a member as well. He's still young. It was his second year. Um, so, yeah, we're seeing it. We're seeing the real deal now. 
um, with Tyler. It's exciting. Um, I think he's a shoo-in for, for six-man. I think he should be a lot higher up in the odds for most improved. But yeah, he's, um, the, the future is bright for Tyler, 100%. So not to bore our audience with more cap stuff, but you are correct. Tyler is eligible for rookie extension at the end of this year. 25% of the cap max five years, 181 million. Um, it's about 31 million annually. It's a lot of money. Um, his contract extends up to the 2023 season. He has a qualifying offer in the 2023, 2024 season. No way he takes that. He'll probably just get his money. Uh, so it would kick in 2023, 2024, that is kind of weird for Miami. So you have um, you have Jimmy, Jimmy's extension at 45, mm-hmm. Bam at 32, Lowry at 29, and Duncan at 18. That is your salary cap sheet for 2023, 2024. They could move Duncan and they can solve that issue later down the line. And I think that the Heat have shown, which is why people like upset at like the cap. I mean, they move everybody. Hmm. They'll move them. If they need to move them, they'll move them. And that's where the contracts then start to help you. This is what we say. Now those numbers help. And now you can actually trade. Okay, this is an expiring in a year. You know, you can give a team real cap space, you know, with an asset. Yeah. With a player who's not old, who's productive. Yeah. So... I'm not. I'm not concerned about them, um, in in that regard. But I, I think. I mean, it, that is maybe. I mean, that's going to be a lot of money in four players. So they yeah. they really got to figure some stuff out. Um, and I think that their chance to win, Dan, is is now and next year. Yeah. You know, particularly now. I mean, you know, with, with the way that the that the league has kind of shaken out. You know, Lopez. You know, who knows what's going to happen with him? You know, the Nets are are not whole. You know, the whole. Kyrie's situation it's just kind of the west is weaker than ever and the three teams at the top are going to absolutely have a bloodbath to to get out of there and you only have to play one of them mm. it's just like going to go ahead and and it is it is come to one of those where we could see the winner of this year really just be whoever's got the most players available who's been who's been you know the healthiest it, it could come down to that but you know that's why I'm excited for the heat because the team depth runs so deep that we've seen it. We've seen evidence of it over this last month. It doesn't matter what team goes out there. It's going to give you a game. And I don't, as I said, I keep saying it. Give me, give, I don't want to play a Miami Heat team over a seven game season. If I'm nobody anybody. does. Nobody Everybody's, wants this nobody, team. No fan base, Dan. They're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to play that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to play that. Yeah. Going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, they have, there's a lot of season left. We have some time before the trade deadline. I, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a quiet one for the league uh, for all the reasons we talked about, but it's going to be fun to see. Um, you know, we're going to have all star conversations soon. You know, I think J- Jimmy, Kyle, and and Tyler all certainly will make cases for themselves. Too early to tell with games played. And and listen, you know, for all the people saying, "Oh yeah, no, uh, Tyler or Kyle won't be an all star." There's probably going to be a lot of replacement all stars. Yeah. With considering people are probably going to get hurt or sick. So we may see a year like the Dragic year where he became an all-star, where he was like the fourth alternate. Uh, don't be surprised. Yep. I, just, I really want Kyle to get a nod. I think another nod. I think seven-time all-star kind of solidifies his Hall of Fame ballot. Um, yeah. Absolutely. That, that, that would just be fitting, wouldn't it? Yeah, number seven. To uh, get that's seven. true. I didn't even think of that. I just Seven's <laughs> typically like the magic number, you know, for like Hall of Fame, all-star. Like, you know, you have, you know, a gold medal, you know, seven all-star games. 
uh, and and a um, and a title, right? Second best player on a title team. Uh, that that to me kind of like solidifies that he's at six right now. He's also an all he has an all NBA team. Um, super robbed of a second all NBA team two uh, two years ago, the year that Kawhi left. He was really really good that year. But I mean, we're not gonna we don't have to relitigate that. <laughs> you know, I love my guy. Sad that he's bat uh, gone for a bit. Get well soon. You know, Kyle. Hope that you can uh, rejoin your your guys soon. Real quick, Dan, on the way out. You know, the Deadman injury, absolutely brutal for them. He has been, I would say, somewhere in their top five most important players this season. Um, you know, which is odd for a guy on a minimum contract who's your backup center. They're plus eight with him on the floor, almost plus nine, you know, plus two with him off, right? So they're, they're I mean, all Miami's lineup data is just typically good. But, you know, they're, they're really good. You know, he and Jimmy, he and Kyle, he and Tyler, sorry, he and Tyler together are about plus 20. Last time I checked, uh, they're they're plus fifteen, you know, net rating. I mean, they're they're he's just so integral to how dominant their bench lineups are as a spot starter. He has been absolutely unreal for them. Um, like I can't say enough about mechanic, how good he's been, how solid he's been. PJ, uh, Tyler, uh, PJ, Kyle, and mechanic, you know, plus five and in a lot of minutes, really good in those patchwork kind of starting lineups. Um, let me, let me filter that with no Jimmy and no bam so that we can kind of see during this stretch how, how those, how those lineups have looked, but Dan, I mean, that's a huge loss. Yeah. They're plus 10. So Deadman, Kyle, PJ, no Jimmy, no bam. They're plus 10. So they're killing dudes in those Mm -hmm. minutes in this time of injury. It's another tip to the culture, isn't it? You know, we but we got this guy off of the, off of the sofa, didn't we? He was literally, and when, and when bam went down. I was a not bit nervous. The, not off the sofa. They got him out of the garage. Come out of the garage. Sorry. Come on, of Come on Dan. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, when Bam went down, um, I I was I, I was almost saying, look, we we got to explore the buyout because what what I was saying, what I was thinking is, Deadman has been terrific, but I was just concerned about now the amount of minutes he was going to have to play because his his impact was exactly that. It was on those limited minutes, those sort of anything between 15 and 22 minutes a game, just coming in, getting Bam's rest, but being so impactful, which is what he's done. Now suddenly he was going to have to play heavy, heavy minutes, 30 plus and so on. And he was doing it, Jay. He was, he was, he was crushing it. You know, he, he was looking... You know, what, what the best thing I can say, and I've said this a couple of times, not just to Deadman, but for all of these guys, but Deadman especially, he, he's making us not miss Bam. And the, the, they're making us not miss Bam and Jimmy. And that's a huge, huge compliment. So for, for him to go down, it is really, really heartbreaking. The only good news is it's hopefully not going to be too long. We're looking at a couple of weeks maximum. But Omar, man, I mean... I mean, it's, again, again, I was nervous about this. I'm thinking, you know, are we ready for this? But he's taking his chance. He's taking his chance. And again, it's just, it's a tip of the hat to the culture. You know, the, the, to, we can we can seemingly throw anybody in. You mentioned it a minute ago. We was playing Casey Opala or PJ. We was playing them at centre. You know, the, and it, it can work. We can make it work. So the good news is uh, with Deadman is it's not too serious. Um, he's been exceptional. Absolutely exceptional, and I'm totally with you when you say, "Yeah, he's been, you know, arguably a top, top four, top five player." I did this on one of our streams the other day. I said, "Who's been your player of the season so far?" Two of my guys said, "Dwayne, De- Dwayne Dedman has been our player of the season so far." There you go. So I'm looking at 
some 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 um some KZ at center lineups. Not looking good. They're minus nine. I'm, <laughs> however, when PJ's with him, they're plus thirteen. So that's the missing ingredient to that. So if it's yeah. just so the, the way I'm filtering it is um is KZ Akpala with no Deadman, no Bam, and no Yurt Seven. Those are their, their three centers. Um, you know, that was minus 10. But if you add PJ to those to those lineups with with KZ, they're they're plus 14. Cause I think PJ really kind of solidifies their rebounding in, in a huge way. So that was working hmm. in a way that I think none of us expected it to that well. And PJ's gone for a bit. So that kind of ingredient is missing, which I think is why we've seen a little more Udonis and a little bit less. KZ at, at five because I think that Spo realized what was this is, man these coaches I mean I think the way that people shit the second PJ went down that was when these KZ at center lineup stopped because Spo knew exactly how this was functioning and again Dan we watch basketball really closely you know what I mean it's not we we cover the league and, and we're not like some idiots right I didn't. I mean, I knew that PJ helped them. I don't know if PJ helped those lineups that much. I didn't know that it was basically unplayable without PJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, incredible. Yeah. Well, you know, this is them, man. This is what they do. They, they you know, the, the guys they've got there, not just Spo, his back, his back to uh, his coaching team there in the background. They're they're exceptional, exceptional what they do. They're they're an elite team. You never want to see it end. Um, I think we've seen Spo hit our top ten wins all time. Maybe top eleven was it? I think he overtook somebody other uh, on the last. I thought it was count. twenty-five. Twenty-five. I think it was twenty-five. Oh, is it? Yeah, all time. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's right. That that you know, this is this is what they do. And, and but any any UD minutes that we see um, are great minutes. Um, gee, the, the the moment of the season so far that double charge. The double charge. Man, I thought of you. I thought of you. I just thought again. It's just I was like... so much culture. I, I so I was watching that uh, in my apartment by myself. I sure you can out of my sofa, and I just yelled culture. Absolutely, it was incredible. Yeah. What a moment! An, an, amazing, an amazing moment. Yeah, UD minutes, man. What? What? I mean, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. A beautiful I love him. Thing. He's great. I, I don't want them to play him too much because he's going to break in three pieces. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, get well soon, PJ. Get well soon, Bam. Get well soon, Mechanic. We need you guys. Um, okay. But, man, it's been a – Dan, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a really fun season. I think, you know, we kind of came into this year with big expectations. I think their preseason play was incredibly promising. I think a lot of us who cover them and watch them closely knew that there was something really special about this group. And they had that six and one start. They were absolutely blasting opponents. They were blowing every team out. They were winning against every good team on the road at home. Doesn't matter. The only loss during that stretch was without Kyle Lowry at Indiana. A very weird game that went to overtime. Very easily could have been seven and zero. Oh. And since then, they're they're a game out of second place. They are twenty one and thirteen. They are one of the most fun teams in the league to watch getting production out of everybody anywhere you 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 look on that roster somebody is helping and contributing to winning you know spo is having his mona lisa of coaching seasons uh lowry has just been 
such a joy for me personally to watch. You know, we know mm-hmm. how much I love him. And the fact that they're here threatening the one seed with everything that's happened to them, Dan, is absolutely remarkable. It's it's actually crazy, isn't it? It is actually crazy that this team is still in the hunt of threatening the one seed, considering what we've had and what we've gone through, the amount of road games we played, the about when we're about to go on seven more, for God's sake. You know, this is it, it, it's a weird season. It's a crazy season. Hold um, the door. But it's it's the, the biggest credit is the fact that we can we continue to, to whatever team that goes out on the court, you're you know that nobody is going like I've, the other day when we had all those players out and we had uh, Milwaukee. And Spo said, we have enough. I just, what I was saying, it's going to be, you know, we're going to lose by 20 here. And we won the game. We won the game. It's, um, that that just shows you what this team is all about. And it's why I love them. I love them. You know, it's such a fun team. It really is. All the way down to, to 14, 15. It's just, it's, you, you get production. You get some value out of everyone. Because they play with heart, man. They play with heart. Dan, they're seven and three in their last 10. That's crazy. Tied with the Nets and the Suns during that stretch. That's crazy. And again, soft schedule, blah, blah, blah. We can couch it all we want. It's incredible. Yeah. But even like Caleb, you know, he's he's missed the last five games, four games, five games. And he was a two way that now suddenly we're 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 pining over. Depend on. That's it. We're, we're, we're going, when is he back? When I remember I've I've been shouting this over Twitter. When we need Caleb back. You know, this is a two-way player. And we're, I'm screaming, when is he back? I need him back. That Crazy. goes to how thin they are. Put the wrong, I put the wrong Chiron. I got to delete the Chirons when I, after after, after I flashed the mechanic, uh, I put the wrong Chiron. I had you as Jackson Frank. I got to delete that. See, we're not, we're, not, we're not as organized here as Miami Heat UK. Dan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on um, all social medias at the Miami Heat UK. Uh, we're most responsive on Twitter, but we do have Instagram and Facebook and all that lovely stuff as well. Um, YouTube channel, which we're trying to get running, um, which is Go Miami subscribe Heat over there. Go subscribe right now. Go I'm going to drop a link in the description of the YouTube video. You have That's no excuse. Cool. Miami Heat UK TV for that. It's where we run our game day from the UK live pregame streaming show, which is uh, it's just pretty good either side of the pond, wherever you listen to, because we, we pitch it at 8.30 UK time, which is 3.30 over the pond. So it's your first taste of pregame sort of depth for analysis. It's only short. We only do 20, 25 minutes each game day. We just break it down as we can. And then we're, we're really, all we're doing is we're warming you up. For, for, for the big guys, for, for Miami Heat, uh, Heat Beat, etc. Um, so, uh, yeah, come and follow us over there. It's a bit of fun. Um, and, yeah, as I say, um, yeah, Miami, at the Miami Heat UK for everything else. And, of course, finally, our pod, which is uh, Heating Up the UK. You can find that wherever you pod as well. I'm going to link that in the description as well. I mean, it's, Heat fans have it great because they get you guys uh, a couple hours early. Five Reasons starts their pregame really, really early, and we're 30 minutes before tip. Uh, you, we have halftime spaces and a and a bevy of post game shows. So why we um, Heat fans are fed this season? We are absolutely spoiled rotten. Um, and yeah, from you guys' point of view, what you do, I mean, you know, I, I'm 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 so huge in what you best, do, but it's it's just it it's fun. We win, lose or draw, it's fun. It's 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 great, great analysis, entertainment, everything. The the community that you've built over there. Um, is mind blowing, and um, it's you, we're lucky. We're very lucky to have you guys uh, provide us with such great entertainment. 
you are you and and everybody that supports us is so kind you don't know what that means to us and the the work that goes into producing you know content about five days a week you know as much and as hard as we do and we take a lot of pride and love and so thank you for your kind words thank you to our beautiful audience i believe this is it for 2021 this is the last episode of the year I had another one planned, but I don't think my guest is going to be able to make it this week. So, Dan, you closed this out. Uh, fitting, exciting. Um, I want to thank everybody all year for everything you guys have done for us. This has been the most successful year of doing this. Uh, we're, we're on our eighth season covering the heat. You know, Brian and myself, as you all know, started this an iPad in my mother's kitchen. And, and we have whatever this is, This it's, it's because of of you guys uh our very first emailer was actually from the uk dan we used to get emails wow. from this british guy he said he wanted to bump cups with us one day uh so i mean to the person who made it okay we were like okay at least somebody's listening to you guys on twitch chat now to our subscribers to our patrons to our youtube subscribers to our pod audience to every guest that made this happen from jason leisure our very first guest all the way to dan healy um we've just done from players to all sorts of people so uh another year doing this in the books i love you guys i love everybody that's ever been a part of this um and who's ever believed in us so thanks guys enjoy the rest of your year enjoy all the great content from all our friends that do heat content from miami heat uk to five reasons to um to everybody I mean, so many to locked on love david ramil and, and, and wes everybody there's just too many to name but uh we're back um first week of january i believe we're going to be doing the king's game first um i haven't talked to alf yet but i believe it's the king's game or the warrior game I, either one that that week you know we're back um, either January 2nd or January 3rd. We'll be back with Weird Alf pregame show, Hangover Time, and of course, the Miami Heat Beat podcast. Remember, tomorrow, if you're listening, uh, we're going to do a Wizards online watch party because we have to cancel our watch party on the 29th because uh, this variant is dangerous, guys. So we had a watch party on the 29th for Heat Spurs. Uh, that has been postponed. We are going to have a real uh, in-person watch party at some point this season when you know, hopefully this wave clears of COVID and, and we can make sure that we can all meet you guys and gather safely. And, and, and we don't want to hurt our community either because Lord knows enough people are going out as it is. And, and we should probably stay a little bit more indoors, but we're going to have that for you next year. Virtual watch party here on YouTube uh, or Twitch. I don't know. That's an alpha decision, not a me decision. I'm not involved with that, but stay on the, the lookout on our Twitter page at MIEB. I love you guys. Uh, See you next year. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.